I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that serves a bite-sized slice of history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Lussier, and today we're talking about possible origins of one of the world's leading snack foods, the portable, versatile, crunchable potato chip. The day was August 24th, 1853. According to culinary legend, acclaimed chef George Crumb Speck invented the potato chip. The breakthrough allegedly occurred while he was working at the Moon's Lake House restaurant in Saratoga Springs, New York. After a fussy customer sent back an order of fries for being too soggy, the offended chef is said to have retaliated by slicing a new batch of potatoes incredibly thin and then frying them till they were crispy and crunchy. Much to Crumb's surprise, The customer not only ate the paper-thin potatoes, he loved them. And pretty soon, the rest of the town, and then the rest of the country, loved them too. It's a relationship that continues to this day, as Americans now consume just under 2 billion pounds of potato chips each year, more than 6.5 pounds per person. Many historians question whether George Crumb is really the man to thank or blame for potato chips, but whether he invented them or not, he and his town certainly got the country hooked on them. 
for better or worse. George Speck was born in Saratoga County, New York, on July 15, 1824. He later changed his name from Speck to Crum, but more on that later. George grew up in upstate New York with his parents, Abraham Speck and Diana Tull, and his sister, Catherine. The children's exact heritage is unknown, but since they both later identified as members of the St. Regis Mohawk tribe, it's believed they were half Native American and half African American. The Speck children spent their youth in the Adirondack Mountains, where George made a living as a hunter and guide, and then later as a chef. By the early 1850s, George's skill in the kitchen had earned him a job at Moon's Lake House, a popular restaurant in the Adirondacks that catered to wealthy clientele who used the resort town as an escape from the pressures of Manhattan. Among these rich and powerful patrons was railroad tycoon Commodore Cornelius Vanderbilt. He was such a regular at the restaurant that he's often credited as the one who gave Crum his new last name. Apparently, even though Vanderbilt frequently dined there, he was never able to remember the chef's surname. He knew it was a word for a small piece of matter, but he ultimately picked the wrong one and began addressing the chef as Crum. George was reportedly amused by the error, or at least he pretended to be. He adopted the name from then on, saying that he actually preferred it, since, quote, a crumb is bigger than a speck. Some sources claim that Cornelius Vanderbilt was also the customer who sparked the invention of the potato chip. However, that theory has since been debunked, as records later revealed that Vanderbilt wasn't anywhere near the restaurant in August of 1853. It seems that if the event happened at all, it was due to the complaint of a different, difficult customer. Whoever that may have been, they weren't a fan of George's steak-cut french fries. The mystery diner said the fries were too thick and soggy, and asked for a new batch to be made with thinner-cut potatoes. In some versions of the story, this happens two or three times before the chef snaps. But whatever the case, Chef Crum took the criticism personally and to get his revenge, he sliced the potatoes as thin as he possibly could and then fried them to a crisp and doused them with salt. The dish was supposed to be unpalatable, but it wound up being exactly what the picky diner was looking for. Word traveled fast, and soon Crum was frying thin potato slices for a steady stream of customers. Moon's Lake House quickly became known for its new house specialty, which were dubbed Saratoga Chips, in honor of nearby Lake Saratoga. The chips were such a strong seller that the restaurant's owner, Carrie Moon, tried to take credit for the invention and later started selling the chips in boxes. It's possible this led to a falling out between Crum and Moon. By 1860, the chef had opened his own restaurant near Saratoga Lake, and while potato chips weren't on the menu, a whole basket of them was provided to each table. Aside from that complimentary starter, Crum didn't personally acknowledge his role in inventing the potato chip. Instead, he made a name for himself with other trademark dishes, including brook trout, lake bass, and partridge. One of the earliest celebrity chefs, Crum was known throughout the U.S., and in 1889, the New York Herald even declared him, quote, the best cook in the country. Crum's restaurant closed the following year as the chef prepared for retirement. 
He lived another 24 years before passing away in 1914 at the age of 92. It's worth noting that most obituaries written at the time of his death don't mention potato chips at all. And in the ones that do mention them, the author takes pains to note that Crumb was said to have invented the snack, but they stop short of declaring that he actually did. Because Crumb's alleged innovation went so unrecognized during his lifetime, some historians dispute whether it ever happened at all. One interesting twist is that Catherine Wicks, George Crumb's sister, claimed that she was the true inventor of the snack. She had also been a cook at Moon's Lake House, and according to recollections she published before her death, she was the first to fry the famous Saratoga chips. In her version, though, it wasn't a disgruntled customer who caused the breakthrough. Instead, she accidentally dropped a thin slice of potato into a hot frying pan. And when her brother approved of the tasty result, she decided to fry up some more. Of course, there's also the possibility that neither George nor Catherine invented the potato chip. As many food historians will tell you, recipes for thinly sliced fried potatoes date back to at least the early 1800s. Most famously, an English doctor named William Kitchener published a recipe for potatoes fried in slices in his 1817 cookbook. Funnily enough, Kitchener's recipes were meant to guide readers to a more nutritious diet, meaning that he apparently thought fried potato chips were a healthy snack, if only. But even if Kitchener was the first person to publish a potato chip recipe, that doesn't make him the inventor. In all likelihood, potato chips were probably invented over and over again in various times and places around the world. Potatoes are a staple food after all, which means lots of occasions for chefs to experiment with them. That said, even if the story of Crumb's invention is likely a myth, it's a fact that potato chips were popularized in Saratoga Springs. They really were called Saratoga chips, and until about the 1920s, they were considered a delicacy, served mostly at high-end hotels and restaurants and on luxury trains and cruise ships. Wealthier families who could afford to eat chips at home also had the option to purchase them in bulk from markets, where they were scooped from wooden barrels or sometimes glass cases. The snack only went mainstream in the 1920s, when a California entrepreneur named Laura Scudder started selling chips in wax paper bags that were sealed with a warm iron. This not only kept the chips fresh, it helped prevent them from being crushed in transit, allowing the product to be distributed on a national scale for the first time. Not long after, a traveling salesman named Herman Lay began singing the praises of pre-packaged chips in communities all across the country. By 1926, the mass production and distribution of potato chips had knocked the snack off of restaurant menus and into the kitchen cupboards of almost every family in America. We may never know who actually invented the potato chip, but what really matters is that someone did. Today is as good a day as any to celebrate that pioneering work, but, you know, make sure you snack in moderation. Despite what some doctors may tell you, potato chips don't count as a vegetable. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about snack food history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. 
And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done.